Welcome to the People at Your Service podcast, known as PAYS or P-A-Y-S, where we are honored to introduce to you an awesome person of service with each episode. I'm your host, Steve King. I founded our company, People at Your Service, in 2016. 53 years old, have been blessed over those years to meet incredible people of service and excited to share them with our audience each and every episode. And uh, every episode is a great episode. This episode is special because we've been teeing this up for a little while. So it's a real blessing to have with us the one and only Mr. John McCarthy on the couch here this morning. So welcome. Oh, thanks, Steve. It's awesome to be here. Yeah. So each episode, we're joined live and in person. So thanks for making the trek here uh, at the global headquarters, right, of uh, people at your service in Norwood, Ohio, just outside of Cincinnati from our podcast studio known as Grandma's Comfy Couch. So John's on the couch, and uh, you've been looking forward to that, you said. So that's awesome. It's looking uh, good. Better than I expected. <laughs> better than expected. And and that's in honor of my saint of a mother-in-law, Peg Ainge. And Peg passed away back in uh, August of 2021. And uh, Peg was just a, an incredible person of service. And grandmas in general have been incredible people of service in my life, both Peg to, to grandma to my folks, or my, my kids, excuse me, and then my, my mom is a grandma to my uh, kids, and then my grandmothers uh, were all awesome. And, and so, uh, you know, just to channel that kind of spirit, uh, and actually uh, earlier this week we had a guest on, on Monday, it was uh, Peg's husband, Bud, my, my father-in-law's birthday, so we had a guest that day too. So just channeling them, Peg and Bud have been uh, just a terrific thing this week. So thanks for being here. Absolutely. It's awesome to be here with you. Yes. An inspiration in my life, Steve King. Folks, if you haven't met him, you got to reach out to him. He's awesome. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. So, so, um, so, uh, John, as we talked about off air, the podcast, six segments, right? I'll just kind of walk through so that you know kind of what we're doing here. So we'll do an intro let you kind of introduce yourself to the audience. We'll go through a person of service or people of service that have been meaningful in your life. We'll do a little getting to know you with some speed dating questions. You in 2022, we'll roll the dice then and we'll do our podcast goodbyes. So you ready to rock? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I'll keep us moving here. So, all right. So I'm going to yield the microphone over to you, the one and only uh, dear friend, Mr. John McCarthy to introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Well, I am a husband to Julie, who is a first grade teacher. We were high school sweethearts. We yes. uh, live here in Cincinnati, grew up here in Cincinnati. Yeah. Now reside about a mile as the crow would fly from where I grew up. So wow. that's pretty surreal. That but, is. Uh, great awesome. community on the east side of Cincinnati. Have three young ones. And the funny part of, of my family is their birthdays are April 9th, April 12th, and April 15th. Wow. And we sit here today on April 13th. Got it. So uh, if I fall and cut myself, cake will probably come out. <laughs> it's been a uh, sugar-filled, a lot of joy in the, in the household last week or so. Um, so three kiddos and just uh, awesome. love my family first and foremost. That's that's my uh, my main focus. 
Uh, also, I'm a cereal entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, doesn't mean I invent or sell cereal. It means I get to steward <laughs> a few different companies. Yeah, you do. Um, one of which, and the first of which, was a recruiting company focused on the restaurant industry. Yeah. A firm called AGI Hospitality Recruiting. And from that, just learned a lot about uh, the way people look for work and uh, mm-hmm. how they do it the wrong way. <laughs> and so we saw an opportunity there because there was a problem. And we created a, uh, an organization called the Purpose Promise that is a retreat mechanism for somebody to move from a place of not knowing what they should do in life into having full clarity of that. And then, and only then can they find a career of purpose and then uh, have launched a business to business vertical of that, uh, that retreat process called the purpose partner, which is kind of our newer endeavor. We may talk about it in a little bit um, because there's so much, um, as we were even sharing earlier, so many employers that are trying to motivate their employees based on old paradigms. And we live in a very different world right now. So uh, we believe that our process can be stewarded to help those employers understand uh, how motivational realities have shifted and, right. and how the psychology of work has shifted uh, so they can create high-performance, high-retention work cultures. Yeah, that's awesome. So the uh, great resignation we were chatting a little bit about, right? But you can't uh, kind of open a, a, a newspaper, I don't know, read the news, watch the news, uh, watch the internet, get fed the news uh, without hearing about the great resignation. So how how does the purpose promise the purpose partner kind of tie in with that yeah well you know going back until the end of 2021 pretty much every month three percent of the americans workforce has left wow and um that's a longer conversation for yeah. a longer today but sure. i've become a student as to why that is and really that um understanding in combination of a process that we believe gets people to a one-page document that really distills the way they want to live their life and how they can integrate that with their ideal work Mm. um, really is their motivation in life. And so it's kind of neat um, how we are now able to utilize that and serve organizations that realize, wow, I got to do something different. And the neat thing of all this thing, uh, Steve, is it came out of an experience I had with my son, who's mm. now 10. Okay. And I was, uh, I was at a, a Porsche car show. He is super passionate <laughs> about Porsches. I, my car gets me from point A to point B. I'm not a car guy. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't picture you as a car guy, so that's no, interesting. Yeah. My Toyota Highlander works perfectly fine. <laughs> but I was wrestling as I was walking around with him, uh, seeing his, his love for this. But I just had to stop and ask myself, um, why am I wrestling with this? Like, yeah. why can't I meet my son in the place of what he loves yeah. and the yeah. person that he's equipped to be, as opposed to having this construct of trying to create in him things that are really of me. Mm. And I realized at that moment, that's exactly what employers are, are trying to do right now. They're trying to motivate employees based on what they want them yeah. to be, yeah. but they're not meeting them where they are. Okay. And of course, over the last couple of years, our life has shifted so much. Uh, so it's it's a blast to yeah. be a pioneer in this space, and um, hopefully, we'll be a big part of the solution. Yeah. Well, I look forward to learning more about that. We'll t- we'll come back to that in a minute. The other thing I know you to be, as we kind of pivot into a person of service, but the other thing I know you to be is a great person of service and a great faith filled, kind of uh, you know uh, Christ centered business leader. Can you speak to that for a minute uh, in case uh, those listening don't know you from that standpoint? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know, um, God has really brought me to a place of understanding that all of life is sacred. 
and we cannot secularize any aspect of it, whether it be our finances, our work life. We need to see God in all of it, and that has been freeing for me. And it's it's easier said than done, yeah, sure, because we live in such a world that will um, tell us otherwise, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I've looked to steward my journey and being an entrepreneur and trying to put God at the center of all those companies by right. discipling others in that space and um, facilitating roundtables as we've been a part of, of what does it look like to integrate your faith at work through yeah. At Work on Purpose, another organization that we've shared um, some, some relationship in. Uh, so that's just a major passion of my life. And it's been super uh, helpful to me and to many others when we really surrender our mm. business and our ventures to the Lord. Yeah. And um, it doesn't, again, make it easy. Yeah. You still have to make hard decisions. Yeah. And, you know, I've tried this. It doesn't work if you if, if you call up Duke Energy if you can't make a payment <laughs> and saying, oh, well, it's the Lord's company. They that's don't right. necessarily keep your lights on. So no. it's, it's co-laboring with the Lord for sure. Well, and we talk about that a lot here at, at people at your service it pays we talk about we've got to get results right first and foremost for our clients we've got to get results they don't care if i mean they, they certainly may like that we're faithful they like that we're good people right so we've got good character good integrity all of those things but at the end of the day you know we, they are hiring us to do a job right to to uh, perform for them so it goes both ways right as a customer and as a as a vendor uh so i appreciate that i think that intersection of faith and business and at work on purpose and all the things that we're talking about are so intersected and intertwined. And, and uh, so let's talk a little bit about that. A person of service. You are a person of service. You, you know, man, shame on me here. I am 20, whatever episodes into this. And we don't, we haven't prayed before the, each episode. So you encourage us to do that. So thank you for that. Uh, my mother-in-law peg who you're sitting on her couch was a prayer warrior, just a wonderful person of, doing small acts of service. She was incredible. So I, my sense is you've got probably a long list of people that have been really meaningful people of service in your life. You want to share one or two? Well, I'm going to, yeah, I'd love to. I'm going to take a page out of, of your books with, with Peg. Yeah. There. My, my grandmother probably prayed for me for, well, years, decades before I even knew that. Yeah. And uh, when she was 101, mm. uh, I got to go in. I was with her in her last days, and um, she was uh, not really speaking at that mm. point. And I saw her rosary by her bed, and I was there with her alone. Uh, and I picked up a rosary, and I just started speaking the rosary aloud and praying that over her. Wow. And uh, her she started to speak it with me. Wow. I mean, she wasn't speaking at that point, but she, wow. and at that moment I realized this woman has prayed over me, probably this rosary, probably daily for yeah. not, not 101 years, but a lot of those years. A long time, right. And so when I look at people of service, I mean, there's certainly people that are out in front, but it's those prayer warriors mm. that really change the spiritual DNA, the spiritual culture, and really your family legacy yeah. that I would like to pinpoint just like this couch, right? <laughs> so my great grandma or my grandmother Marge, yeah. uh, at 101 years old, uh, wow. that that really hit me. So she would be one of the people in my life of service. Yeah, that's awesome. That is great. Well, I I and uh, I want to take a minute to affirm you again uh, as a great person of service. And one of the things that you haven't yet shared with the audience that you are doing around town, I'll say around the archdiocese, is planting. Uh, father's teams, right? Um, can I ask you to speak to that? Because that has been very meaningful in my life this past year in, in the lives I know of many, many friends and others. But would you mind sharing a little bit about father's team here? 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, you know, I think part of this conversation around service is the awareness of who has impacted you and how your life has been impacted and then saying, okay, what's my place in that? Yeah. And for me, fathers groups and men's groups yeah. have been so pivotal in my walk with God and figuring out how to be a good husband and a good father and a good businessman. Mm. And so many, many moons ago, I got involved in fathers groups and it's just been really formative for my walk. And I'm also passionate about the Bible. Yeah. And particularly in our Catholic faith, we've got a really good liturgy every week that brings the Bible together in a way that's super applicable to our lives. Mm. Yet, Steve, many Catholics that go to church on Sunday don't really understand the application point of the readings. Yeah, so sure. it was a real clear call yeah, on my guilty. life. <laughs> well, and it was a real clear call on my life just to, you know, steward some of my passions towards that mm. and just start seeding these groups. And, you know, they've been awesome. Yeah. And the men behind them are fantastic. So it's blessed me majorly. Yeah. And, and uh, again, guilty as charged. And I would say, uh, so I became Catholic when I got married to Barb back in uh, 1993, and uh, not very knowledgeable. Grew up uh, in a in a Christian home, but not very knowledgeable. And just this last year, doing that and and kind of going through the readings together with your leadership, and now with Dan and Aaron's leadership. Now that you planted the seed and you moved on to the next, uh, it has been just incredibly impactful uh, for the liturgy on Sunday. To just you know, kind of frankly, I need a little bit of extra help, a little study group, a little uh, extra guidance here, and that's been that's been really, really great, really meaningful. So mm-hmm. thank, thank you, you for that. All right, so let's do a little speed dating. All right, good. so you gave us a little bit already, but um, you know, tell us a little bit about you were a Cincinnati guy. Where did you go to school? Yeah. Uh, so high school, St. Xavier. Okay, so there you go. People around yeah. Cincinnati, you'll know St. Xavier, great school. And then, <laughs> and that is the Cincinnati question for those of you outside of Cincinnati. When somebody asks you about school, I mean, they don't mean college, right? So go ahead. So. That's right. And then off to college at Ohio University. Yeah. I'm a Bobcat. Oh, you. That's yeah. right. Great time in Athens, Ohio, to say the least. And then got my master's over here, not far from this global headquarters in Xavier University. And 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 you and your now wife uh, were high school sweethearts. You said, did you? continue to date while you went to college did you go to the same college different we college did. what did you do yeah we did she went to nku her first year Northern okay. kentucky university yeah. and then transferred up to ou so yeah just a little gap there and absence made the heart grow fonder that's wow. for sure so it's a neat neat run for us and how long have you guys been married i'll put you on the, the test here so yeah that's always easy for me because uh our oldest was a honeymoon baby so i okay. just had one year to her life as wow married, so no 15 kidding. years married yeah 15 years married so i was trying to do the math so nine months from april all of your kids are april so what's going on in the fall at the mccarthy house here man that's, that's well it's usually <laughs> july you gotta is that what it is months, okay yeah. So we always say uh, fireworks at 4th of July. Now, you know, my so my That's wife awesome. being a teacher, the ideal time to have a baby is March or April because okay. then you get three days or three months off and then you get summer. So uh, God was well faithful planned. in our vision for that. Well right? planned. That's, that's, that is well planned. I, I did not think about that. That's So my daughter's a teacher, right? So I'm going to have to pass that wisdom on to her, you know, when she gets married and starts to have kids and does that family planning uh, side of things here. So how about um, favorite sport or hobby? Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, well, I love all sports. Yeah, I will say, and and uh, I might people might shut off the podcast after this, but I'm an Uh-oh. avid Cubs fan. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm an avid <laughs> Cubs fan. I was a baseball player at a young age, and at that time, the Cubs didn't have lights. So at 2:20 on wow, WDGTN, there you go. Yeah. I'm home from school, and I would get grab my fudge rounds and watch the Cubs. And so why the you are Cincinnati guy? Why yeah. the Cubs? What what the heck? Yeah, mostly that. I mean, they were really the televised team back then. Okay, yeah, and they were the lovable losers. If you remember Ryan yeah, Sandberg, sure, yeah. Andre Dawson, yeah, yeah. Grace, and then my parents started taking me to Wrigley at a young age. And okay, that in those days, I mean, it was just pure baseball. Yeah, and it was a great state. Still is, but even back then, even more just pure baseball. And, and I think now you are have pivoted into coaching uh, the kids a little bit. What oh, yeah. are you coaching baseball, or what do you coach? What yeah. sports here? Yeah, I mean, it's a rainy day here in Cincinnati, so my two <laughs> soccer games will probably get canceled tonight okay. or practices. But, uh, yeah, baseball and soccer and basketball are the okay. three, three That's awesome. uh, yeah. players I coach. How, how about uh, music? Are you into music? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mostly listen to a lot of Christian music. Yeah. Um, love Toby Mac and, okay. and nice. love getting my kids into that. Um, it's funny, you know, I just read an article, a psychology article about the music that we actually love the most is what we usually listen to between, between the age of 15 and 22. Oh, and okay. okay. Reason, our, that's when our dopamine yeah. is at its max. And, yeah. and so back then, my sister was four years my elder, and yeah. she was a, a, a deadhead. Okay, there you so go. So I still love the Grateful, Grateful Dead, Dead yeah, and Jerry nice. Garcia, Bob Dylan, that era, yeah. singer-songwriters. That's awesome. So I've got an invitation coming your way way for a little Christian contemporary toward the end of April, we're going to have Ryan McKenna's daughter, Colleen, who, you know, I think is going to kind of do a little performance for us and would love to have you and your wife bring your kids if you're available. No pressure, separate uh, awesome. side note. I'll, I'll, I'll get that to you. So, so that's fantastic. And, and what about, what are you watching? You guys watch anything, you and your wife, you and your, your family, what are you into? You know, my wife and I have very different uh, tastes of, okay. of, of watching. I don't watch too much. I'm, yeah, a, I'm a sure. doer, so I don't sit very well. Yeah. So, but the two things that um, in my family are are kind of uh, are being watched right now is my son is really into Marvel movies. Okay. And there I have go. gotten into them, too. They're hard not to get into. <laughs> it is. That's true. And then we have gotten into Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted Lasso's great. Hard yes. not to love Ted. <laughs> my, me and my wife. It wouldn't be appropriate for my kids, yes. but me and my wife. And it's hard not to love Ted Lasso. It, 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 you know, and you can't watch it with the kids, like to your point. But it is there are some really great life lessons that come from that, and a good chuckle as well. So, and a soccer coach, right? So I, I see that uh, that's that's really good. So, um, uh, and then how about continuous learning? How do you do your continuous learning? What do you what do you enjoy? Yeah, through people mostly. I mean, I, I actually have recently stumbled upon an app where you can read books in twenty minutes or listen to to books in twenty minutes. Okay, that's not for everyone. <laughs> I get that, but that is a, a, a mechanism I use. And then podcasts. I mean, it's just an amazing era we live in where yeah. so much is accessible. Yeah. So I am continually just always looking for new growth. I'm really into psychology okay. right now. Yeah. So that's an area where I've been focusing on. Yeah, recently. I love it. Yeah. So we'll have to. You know, I've been trying to do more of this show notes. You'll have to let me know the how do you read a book in 20 minute app and we'll we'll publish that in case somebody's interested in, in that. So sure. that sounds like super fast forward and Mickey Mouse kind of sound or speed here. So it's more like the Cliff Notes version. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. So it gives you the abridged version, the highlights here. So Awesome. Well, hey, let's talk about you in 2022. You touched on that a little bit, but I w- I'd love for you to go deeper in anything else that's on your heart uh, for 2022. Yeah, you know, what's on my heart right now is share I mean, something that's been 
powerful in my year, and that's been a training by trauma-free world. Okay. Um, this area of trauma is something that I've kind of hovered around but haven't understood it fully. And these great folks uh, from Trauma Free World, they uh, realized they were acute trauma experts through mm-hmm. their work in orphan care at Back to Back Ministries. And they've created a, a training for business leaders. Okay. And so it's really three components. The first is understanding what trauma is. And the second is self-care. And then the third is creating trauma-informed organization. But Steve, that self-care part has been really powerful wow, for me. Yeah. And I was thinking about it in relation to service. I think one of the misnomers about service is that you've just got to always be giving. But I think, you know, those of us that serve know that self-care is as important as anything in the heart for service because yeah. you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, amen. So I've been able to learn a lot about what true rest looks like for me. Wow. And uh, what they document in their training, which is seven levels of rest. Yeah. And uh, that has been a big part of my 2022 walk and just seeing the world that is so hurting Yeah. and trying to figure out, well, what's my place? and being restorative so I can be the best version of myself to serve well. Wow, good for you. That's great. And and I'm sorry that I missed, I know you did a training uh, maybe a few Saturdays back, right? So how, yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Is that geared then to businesses and business leaders? I mean, how do how does the audience or and or me learn more about that here? Yeah, yeah, good. I think it's traumafreeworld.org. I would really encourage you to check it out. But it is for the business leaders. Okay. Um, I mean, really, quite frankly, anybody could value it. Yeah. It's got that much information in there that's applicable. Okay. And for us, we decided to do it in small group setting. And it was powerful because of the authenticity of what everyone was learning and sharing that wow. we all grew. And the premise here, Steve, which is fascinating, is, you know, cr- acute traumas, if you've had one of those moments in your past that are just, you know, really formative uh, on the negative front, you know, so obviously orphans experience a lot of that acute trauma. But because of what we've been through over the last couple of years, we've all experienced chronic trauma. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's showing up it, at work right. in, in ways that if we're not informed leaders, um, you know, we'll just look at behaviors and we'll see, there's more to it than that. Wow. So it's really equipped me to, again, for First, lead myself well, and then lead others in the marketplace well. Yeah, and, and and so does that intersect with the purpose, promise, and the purpose partner, and things? What like how does that all kind of come together as a serial entrepreneur and a business leader like you? Yeah. At the foundation of the purpose, promise, and the purpose partner, the process that we get to guide people through is self-awareness. Okay. And, you know, you just think back through our lives and even through our educational ses- uh, uh, lives, definitely not um, downplaying the importance of education in our life, but unfortunately, we don't learn how to learn about ourselves mm. as much as we learn about how to learn stuff. Yeah. And so all of this kind of culminates in the more we can walk with people in service and help them ask the right questions with the right boundaries and get them to a destination of greater self-awareness, the better off we're all going to be. And so, yeah, they do all collide in different ways, but uh, certainly I think are very important right now. Yeah. You you know, um, so I'll just share with you my my youngest son. I've got five kids. My youngest son goes to St. Louis University. They've been hit with a half dozen suicides this year, right? Mm -hmm. And and which is just, I mean, you think about this trauma, right? The trauma – of course, that those kids felt to, to, to take their lives is incredible. I, I can't even imagine getting head around it. And, and certainly the trauma of my youngest son, who's a freshman there, of, of experiencing that to the extent that they have, right? And I, I don't know what a normal, you know, 
year is like, but that feels certainly abnormally high. I hope and pray that it's abnormally high. So, um, I, I don't know. I mean, how, like, how, what do you do with that? Does, do you guys work with universities or do they work with universities? Do you, do you know, I'm just asking maybe more selfishly because of what's going on there. So, yeah, well, we've, we've been fortunate to gain some steam in universities because what we experienced, the purpose, promise, and, and helping people figure out their life path is that after you sit with so many 55-year-olds that have grief and regret and shame about um, essentially following a career path that didn't lead them to their best life, you start to ask the question, well, why wouldn't we do this earlier? You know. So we've been in some universities, and to your point, it's been a little bit daunting just to meet these uh, these young young professionals or young students where they are and, and feel the fear and the anxiety they have. Wow. And so we need to do more in yeah. that space. I mean, we collectively. And universities have a lot of resources, but they're under-leveraged by the students mostly. Yeah. So it's going to come down to a huge effort of community building, but also empathy and yeah. being in a space of understanding the next generation and what they've grown up with and what they fear mm. because there's a lot of fear and anxiety right now for good reason. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for doing that, for, for just being – the continued leader out in front, the visionary, the entrepreneur that's out ahead of this or helping to be out ahead. And certainly it's a much needed thing in the world and society. So, all right, brother, now it's time to roll the dice. Are you game for that? Yeah. So grab those, uh, grab those dice. All right, I got number seven. Number seven. I think the dice are loaded. I, I I know seven is certainly the most prevalent number, but we get seven a lot, and it's a great question. I, I so I'm glad for that. So the greatest blessing that you love to talk about. Mm. Yeah, I would say um, exposure to retreating early in my life. In the spirit of learning how to learn about oneself, you know, I went to a school and my parents believed in um, breaking away from noise mm. and going to a place, taking a couple of days off and just camping with the right question or the right books or whatever, right, right people and how much that has blessed my life. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a doer as you are, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and it's just so much more important for the doers in the world to be before they do. Yeah. And so I feel like that's a muscle memory that I've baked into all aspects of my life, not just going away, but making my daily rhythms about having retreat baked into them. Yeah, that's awesome. And and you talk about that in your Purpose Promise book, I think, right? I mean, you talk about some of the time that you spent and, and things there. Um, would you speak to that or, or how... Well, maybe, maybe like how, you know, so me, 53 year old business owner, five kids, but older kids, empty nester. How, how, how do you encourage me? What are the first steps that somebody like me or me can, can take here? Yeah. Well, um, one is to just have a lifestyle of responding as opposed to reacting. Okay. And so usually when something's bothering us, um, we have a choice to make and we can either respond by, you know, really analyzing that and praying through it and, you know, seeking the right resources or we could react to it. Okay. Right? And so life will be better in general if we have more people responding to what life throws at them as opposed to reacting to mm. it. Okay. So the first, I think, I think the first step is just recognize 
what's not going right and just say, you know what, I'm going to prioritize some time to sit with that and let the Lord work that through you and through that special time with him. Mm. And uh, that first step, I think, will create such fruit that yeah. uh, it'll be hard not to do again. Okay, that's awesome. Now, I, I, man, I appreciate that. It's wise, good advice for sure, and uh, something that probably myself and, and many of us need to kind of take into, into account. So, all right, brother. Well, look, uh, how you are an, an author, you are an entrepreneur, you are a, a guy that does incredible, incredible things out in the marketplace for uh, your friends and for everyone. How do people find you, connect with you, uh, get in touch with you if they're so inclined? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Purposepromise.org or purposepartner.org. Either one of those will lead you to us. And uh, we're really excited about connecting with whomever feels like they might want to go deeper in their own purpose. Because that's what we're all about. Yeah. Well, you... uh, you, again, have been an incredible blessing, so thank you for spending the time here. Um, I'm going to test this out on you as we wind it down. Uh, so let me ask you, so this is impromptu, sorry about this. A friend of mine, though, listened to the podcast, it's great, but the end, you know, maybe there needs something, and, and, and I think about... Um, you know, service can come in all shapes and sizes, right? It can be grand gestures, leading businesses, running businesses, um, writing books, you know, you have done a lot of that, but it also can be just these hundreds or thousands of small gestures. And so do you know the starfish story? Sure. Yeah. So, so that starfish story, would you mind sharing that as we just wind down? Can, can I, can I put you on the spot for that? Cause this is the first time that we're sharing this. Cause I just think of this as uh, as we encourage our audience to to be those people of service here, so yeah, absolutely. So the starfish story, if memory serves, yeah. is you got all these starfish that come up on the uh, on the beach, beach, right? You got it, yeah. And uh, you know that can be an intimidating uh, and daunting task to yeah. get all those starfish back in that water, absolutely. Right? And uh, I think as the the story goes, you know, a young kid takes yeah. one starfish and throws it back in the ocean. And I think part of the point of that story is if we all just have our one starfish that throws it back, then we can save a whole heck of a lot of starfish. Absolutely. Amen. And, and it was this old man like me probably, you know, kind of looking at that little boy like, look, there's thousands of starfish on the beach. You can't possibly make a difference Right, and he throws that starfish back, and he's like, "Hey, I made a difference for that one." Mm-hmm. Right, and and I think of John, what you do, making a difference for me, and making a difference in the lives that you are out touching every day. Right, just one by one, you spending the time here on the couch. I'm I'm really grateful for. So, thanks for being a blessing. Oh, it goes both ways. Thank you, Steve. All right, brother.